if we go by the number of item slots left in my inventory, plus the number of guardians that I've killed compared to the number that I think exist, <laughs> then I am about 40 to 50% of the way through the game. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable way of, of trying to decide that. That's that's the best I've got. But realistically, it, at the same time, there are so many things, like there's so many dominoes that are set up that are like a couple of layers away from me. So like, there's a lot of things where like, as soon as I find one thing, mm-hmm. as soon as I figure out where this one thing is, I pretty much know that's like, okay, then I can do this and I can beat this boss, which will give me this item, which I'll need to get to this boss, which I'll need to get to this item, which I'll get, need to get to this boss. So there's like two or three things in rapid succession that could just start falling immediately. And I might do all that in one stream. Right. Yeah. 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 So you, you could jump a massive. Yeah. I could, go, I could, completion really, yeah, really I fast. could go from like 40% to 65% in a couple of hours. So it's. Mm-hmm. That's just how La Mulana be. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Because you've played it for... Uh, I don't know how many hours you've played it for now. I can pull it up on my Steam. I want to say like 30. Yeah, so so I think being like 40 to 50% done seems reasonable. Yeah. So I, I feel like most people, when they talk about La Mulana, they talk about it being somewhere between a, a 40 and 80 hour video game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a wide range because it really is just like, I don't know, how smart are you? <laughs> or did you take actual notes? Like, what did you record in yeah, your notes? Exactly. You cannot just play this game like a normal game. I am at thirty three point six hours in La Mulana two, and I finished La Mulana one at seventy seven point seven hours. Whoa, that's actually really cool. Yeah, I had no idea. I actually did that. That was a complete coincidence. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So I, they're totally meaningless, but I love number things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you go by if you go by playtime and assuming that they're similar length games, I am, you know, at about 45 percent. Yeah. Of the uh, the playtime that it took me to beat one. And uh, I have heard whisperings that the quote unquote final puzzle in La Milana 2 is big. Ah, okay. It is like a is like a whole big thing. It, like something I don't know. It's something involves like mapping out the entire ruins or. Oh. I mean, there's there's a puzzle in one that's kind of like that, where you kind of have to understand the structure of each. Area. You kind of have to understand the structure of each uh, of each stage to know where a hidden uh, to know where like a, a sort of hidden background thing is, and then you have to do a thing in the right room. Mm-hmm. But the thing about that is you can brute force it because it really just involves like, yeah, use this mantra in the right room and then a thing will pop up out of the wall. Ah, okay, okay. But if you just do it in every room, eventually you'll hit it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it feels like they they wanted to take La Mulana to like the next stage of uh, mm-hmm. puzzling. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can only imagine what the school of game design at La Mulana is. <laughs> I... I've it thought about this crazy. a lot. Like people, the first game has such a strong uh, cult following and there's so many things that it does that people just really attach to. Yeah. That like, I can only imagine that the, the mindset behind two is like, we got to do it the same, but we got to do it bigger somehow. Yeah. There has and, to be more and better and, even and it's, crazier. it's, it's one of those things where like when you catch 
You catch lightning in a bottle in such a way that you make this game that by, you know, by many sort of like mainstream accounts, this game would be considered bad. Yes. Yeah. But then like it really catches on with a certain group of people that really, really love what it's doing. And trying to recreate that is not always easy. I mean, it's like you look at a game like Deadly Premonition. Yep. Yeah, I heard the second one just wasn't as people didn't like it as much. Yeah. It, it like you try to when you when you try to lean in to some of that sort of like some of that sort of goofy jank stuff or the, you know, the sort of hostile game design or just the the bizarre weirdness of a game. Well, especially if some of those things happen by accident because you yes. thought they were genuinely good design choices and then you find out everyone thinks they're dumb in a meme. And right. then they're like, oh, now we have to take this to 11. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, now that it's <laughs> now that you're doing it on purpose, it's not fun anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's I, I wonder how much like I haven't really felt too much. Um, I've really felt too much in this game where like they're trying too hard to, you know, drive these concepts further than they ought to go sure um if anything my experience with the game so far has been kind of like there's been a lot of like oh okay this you know this feels like the first game if anything it's been too much kind of just unfolding the same like a lot of the items you find are the same Mm, okay yeah yeah so a lot of the items are the same and if the puzzles kind of play out the same way, then you're like, oh, did they deviate enough from the original? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the puzzles, like, the... I don't the, mean the solutions to the puzzles. I mean the, the way you go about solving them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the general flow of the game feels the same. Obviously, the puzzles are different because the, the temple that you're in is different. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah I mean, you now. still... <laughs> a, a lot of the stuff you find is is still the same. You still find, like, the knife and the shuriken and the... Like, all of your sub-weapons are exactly the same as they were in the first game. Like, all of them. You still have a gun you won't use, probably. Yes. Hey, (laughs) bullets are expensive. (laughs) Except, apparently, I found in a a recent stream of the game, I found there is a, uh, there's, one of the new additions to the game is there are a couple of hot springs throughout the ruins that uh, recover your health, but also give you special abilities. And one of the special (laughs) abilities is basically an unlimited ammo cheat code. Oh my god. So with any uh with any um sub weapon you can just use it without actually like draining your ammo at all for like uh, a lim- for like a couple of minutes for a limited amount of time. That's so I bad. absolutely just like I I figured that out and then I went like three rooms to the left of that uh of that hot spring. And ran into a mini boss, which is apparently hard, but I just put three bullets in its face and it was like, all right, cool. <laughs> oh, and someone nice. in chat was like, that took me three hours. Yeah, because the actual fight's really hard if you don't just. If yeah, just if you don't just. Yeah. Face. If you don't just press the win button. Oh, my God. Oh, I love that. So, yeah. La Mulana 2 continues to be fun. And yeah, since I mean, I've been recording like most of this, welcome to the Retro Breakdown, everyone. Tom's back. I'm here. Hi. Hi, welcome back. I guess they can't really say hi, though. But I can I can greet them. <laughs> Why can't you say hi? No, they can't say hi back. Oh, well, they can if they send us an email oh. at theretrobreakdown at gmail.com. 
Nice, nice. What was that? That's the retro breakdown at gmail.com. Oh man, that's cool. I'd love to hear a hello. That was, I hope we actually just get one fan mail that says hi. That would that's be nice. It. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. And as long as we're talking about as long as we're talking about emails, we might as well take a question. Sure. Let's just get right into it. Get check check everything off the list. We got an intro. We got an email. We're recording. We're recording. <laughs> <laughs> All the good stuff. Uh, I have to actually find the question. Okay. <laughs> I know it's in here. You're but too like, efficient. <laughs> I yeah. I, I actually um. I have them in here, but now like I'm actually starting to use this uh, this email account for uh, for business things. So oh, like it's right. it's harder to actually sift through the uh, it's harder to actually sift through the 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 like the messages that come in. Yes, thank you. I don't know why that was hard for me. <laughs> because your your brain is occupied with thinking at the moment. Our brains can only do so much. Oh, this isn't a question, but um, uh, Swaggles wanted to weigh in on the wheels versus doors debate. Oh yeah, great. Um, uh, Swaggles, uh, he agrees with us about wheels. Mm-hmm. He said, "I wanted to add a bit to the wheel side of the debate. Most office chairs have five wheels or five pairs of wheels. Any modern drawers have a set of two to four wheels in them to ensure smooth rolling. There are a lot of hidden wheels. Doors, because of their very nature, tend to be much more obvious. So I'm, I'm sure your average printer has more wheels in it than your average house." <laughs> go team wheels <laughs> yeah yeah i think the 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 only the only way to the only thing is if if is if it's all doors like cabinet doors and then it starts to get weirder or if you start including like gates like we were talking about like uh, electrical gates <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> but yeah i think i think wheels i think team wheels yeah thanks woggles yep. we love people that agree with us i mean <laughs> yeah just like everybody else no 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 absolutely (laughs) all right all right here's a question okay swoggle swoggle stays tagged in for this Um, this is is a really broad question and i'm not Uh sure how well we're going to be able to answer it okay um but it's it's kind of falls in the same thought experiment let's get really pedantic about it uh territory Mm mm-hmm so the question is generally, how balanced across different play styles and play methods should single player games be? How balanced? So in other, like, I, what he's getting at, I think, is like, <laughs> balanced, i.e. all methods to play are equally effective. Yeah. So like a game like a, a game like Skyrim, where you have like, you know, you have like physical options, magical options, and stealth options. Like, should those all be balanced in such a way with, where the game is like where they're all equally effective and they're all give you like an equ- equivalently difficult, um, you know, play experience? Or you know, I mean, I think that's kind of that's almost impossible to to make it perfectly balanced because if, if you think about like like Dark Souls, I think is a good example. Yeah, like some people, I don't know why it popped up on, um, I guess my Google feed or maybe it was something else where it said that Elden Ring players are mad at magic users or something. Yeah, that yeah, <laughs> evergreen content. It's like new FromSoft game has sorcery. People don't like the sorcery. 
Yeah, like I didn't click on it, but I, I assume it's because like the poison cloud. I'm, I imagine that skill's still in the game, which was super broken in the previous Souls games a lot of times because I remember that you could just kind of cast it and then walk away. Yeah, and, and there's some magic that you can kill before the bosses even technically attack you and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, that's 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 one of those people whining about stuff. But in terms of like as as a normal, I think. I think when it comes to balance, I don't care as long as it's fun. Yeah, that's kind of how I, would, I feel too. I, I actually, would rather have it be more in like it, I'd rather have it be a good time than have it be. Uh, oh, hey, now it's perfectly balanced. I think Diablo is a really great example of this, like especially Diablo three because there was a bunch of times where they made other they made some builds way weaker because they were performing too strongly on leaderboards. But the leaderboards are meaningless and right it's like well then just make all the other builds stronger like do you know what i mean it's yes 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 it's it's there's no there's no multiplayer there there's no pvp so who cares like if one right. build is overperforming, like what does that even really mean like what does it matter they can kill the monsters faster so it's right. like oh people learned the game too good and yeah, are having the... too much fun we need to stop them well and and i think so the internet has kind of turned gaming into a uh, a platform to put on, you know, you want you want to have the gold crown. So if if the class that you like is too weak compared to another class, even though it's completely arbitrary, like oh hey they cleared they cleared this rift at level one hundred and fifty, and you can only do it at one hundred and twenty. Like who cares? Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't actually mean anything, right? Uh, there's no reward, there's no money, there's no actual competition here aside from saying hey I can do this, um, right? And so then then developers and designers. I think they want there to be this then sense of balance, which in this instance, I think is really unimportant. It yeah. should just be about, hey, how do we have the most fun in this game that's now very old? Yeah. Or yeah, even yeah. even when it's new, it doesn't yeah, really yeah. make a difference. Now, if there's PvP, balance is a much more complicated question, but you're saying single player experience. So it's... Yeah, it, Swaggle specifically says in single player games. Yeah. Uh, he also follows up and says, like, is stuff like the Skyrim potions slash enchanting slash blacksmithing loop, does that make the game worse? Oh, no, I think it makes it infinitely better. Yeah, I kind of agree with that because, like, OK, so here's the thing, especially in a game where the experience is not really, like, specifically directed. Sure. Um, it, it, if you have a linear game where, like, the intention is to play it in this specific way. You know, and like, and the entire game's design sort of supports that play style. Think yeah, like a they, like a, a Metal Gear Solid, but where the, like you can play Metal Gear Solid as a run and gun game, but like the design doesn't really support that. But see, I think Kojima kind of did support it because he 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 punishes you in the best way possible by locking some silly, meaningless content outside of it. Like, hey, you can now get unlimited ammo, or you get an extra badge, or right, you right. feel really terrible and. Um, in, 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 in snake eater, because the, the, the one boss, um, the end, it's all, is it the end? No, f the end is the, end. the sniper, the, man. the wheelchair the sniper. Man. Yeah. Who's what's, is it fear? Uh, God, what's the, what's the dude where you're quote unquote dead and you've got, Oh, the sorrow, sorrow, the sorrow. Yeah. 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 Um, and like that whole boss fight, if you haven't killed anyone, it's, you're just walking down an empty river. Like, I think. That's so fun because so if the only my only pushback is then you start to get into the debate of, oh, should there be an easy mode? Because clearly that wasn't how they intended it. Right. Right. Like story mode in a video game is definitely not 
how the design is built around because you can more or less just walk into you know a pit or yeah. fire like should funky kong not exist in in, in right, right, right. tropical tree freeze um so so i i think even now or 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 or, or like a, uh the chrysogrim you know the valman way in in uh um uh, castlevania right mm. like like Sure, should, should Alucard be able to have a weapon that makes it so we can one-shot things pretty early into the game? Or not one-shot, but kill things super-duper fast? Yeah. And it's and you could say no, but I don't know. I think that's really fun. I think it's I think it's exciting that there's ways to break games wide open because the average person won't find it. And then if you're the one that decides to, oh, hey, I can enchant this, make my blacksmith, or make my enchanting better, drink a potion, do it again. It's like, oh God, this is infinite. This is awesome. Yeah. Like the, if you're the first person to do that, it feels so cool. Or if you're, if you discover it on your yeah, own, yeah. just think of it to do it. I think that's so much fun. Or you play through the game, you know, you play and struggle through the game as intended. And then you find yep. that, that you find that that exists. Every time that I've ever played a game where I find a loop like that, or I find something where it's just like, oh, that this is, this is super exploitable. Like it is always fun. Mm-hmm. It is always fun. It it's always exciting. It always makes me really happy. And in some cases, it brings me to a point where it's like, well, there's no challenge left in the game now, so it's kind of boring. But in that case, I just don't do it anymore. I just I was about stop. To say if if <laughs> if your reasoning for not liking is that it makes it easy in a single player game, then it's very simple. Don't yeah. don't use it. And it's the same thing, like, it's the same argument you can make with, um, it's the same argument you can make with difficulty levels. If you don't like playing the game on easy mode, then don't. <laughs> yeah, like, duh. But for somebody, <laughs> that makes it way more fun, and that's worth it. <laughs> so, like, in a, especially in a game where you have lots of different options, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I mentioned a game where like you have a sort of you have a sort of clearly intended play style like the game is not built to give you a zillion different options. You have basically just like the way that the game is designed to be played. Mm-hmm. Um, That's one thing. And you can still find some exploits in there, but you're not really going to be able to deviate too much. But in yeah. a wide open game like a Dark Souls or a or an Elder Scrolls or a Fallout or some big open game where there's, you know, as many different ways to play as there are items to be found. Mm-hmm. You know, literally, I literally people are now like doing hitless runs of Dark Souls where they don't use weapons. They don't like they don't actually use the attack button at all. They only use consumable items <laughs> for attack, which like, all right, sure. <laughs> so like I think the more of that stuff that exists and the more you can just find fun little exploits and cracks in the system to like get what you want in a single player game to enhance your own experience. That is always a positive. Yeah. Because again, if you if you look at that and you're like, well, that would make the game less fun for me, then it's very, very, very easy to not do it like I so when I played Sekiro, for instance, I was really bad at using all of the like you have your main sword swinging stuff. You have your your main sword attacks and and Mm -hmm. moveset and you have an entire complement of secondary tools. 
you've got, you know, you've got fireworks to like that you can kind of like spread on the ground and stun things. You've got like this umbrella that you can use as a shield. You've got, you know, <laughs> you've got the the whistle that has like uh, animals fight on your behalf. You've got yeah, all these different all these different things. You've got shurikens. You've got you've got like smaller secondary poison blades that you can like follow up an attack string with you. I don't even remember what else. There's a bunch. <laughs> um, there's a ton of things and I didn't really learn how to use most of them because I was hyper focused on just sort of perfecting the sword combat because that's what was really fun for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, I and that made some things harder than they needed to be. Absolutely. And there were some cases where like, a an encounter was clearly designed around you having a particular thing and it's like yeah use this and this now and this becomes like relatively trivial now see i think that's so that's that's really good design though that they didn't make it so you have to use right. the thing yes they 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 gave you the option of playing the the unintended way and now that i think is cool i'm not yeah. i don't think like if that is what balance is then yeah i think that should happen it's really annoying when a game's like hey you got this new skill the only way to do it is hit the boss with the weakness of the new skill yeah i i greatly prefer like this will this skill will make the game easier sure versus this skill is now necessary for progress yeah unless unless it's a uh, Unless it's a, a Metroidvania, and that's the entire point of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I can I can see where not always is the case, but especially um, I think in a game where combat, where, where basically the freedom of combat is what kind of is the draw. Mm -hmm. Actually, making sure you have the freedom of combat is is truly important. Yeah, I think like generally speaking, more options for more people is better. Yeah. Yep. So like. And that includes, for again, for single-player games where balance is not really that big of a deal because you're not ruining someone else's experience. Yeah, no. On account of your and yeah, on account of your exploits. Well, and um, and I know there's people that would complain that they were making trophies too easy or something like that. So now it's not a, it's not like oh my my trophy isn't important. <laughs> it's like, dude, your your trophy is not important no matter. Your what. trophy was never important. <laughs> it is only if you collect trophies or achievements, it should be because you like the the sound of it or the way they look on your profile. Nobody yeah. cares. Absolutely no one on the planet cares that you got a trophy in this game. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely nobody. But yeah, so like that's to me that's just that's always good. It it's always good to have that stuff. Because if you find it, it's fun. And if it's not fun, you don't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, the only person whose experience is affected at all by those decisions is your own. So you can have the experience that you want in the way that you want. And that's good. Yeah. And if anything, not having it there will, will actively hurt some people's experience. Yes. Like if they're so... You can still have the 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 hard like I'm I mean I guess I'm referring specifically to an easier way to get through a game or some kind of exploit that's not really an exploit like like the Skyrim mm -hmm. um, infinite loop thing like right, right. maybe somebody would never even bother playing it because now they can't do that like I I played Oblivion with <laughs> I was completely invisible because there was a way to get enchanted armor where the the invisibility buff 
just stacked additively. So I had a hundred percent invisibility. So I could like smack people in the face and they'd be like, where are you? And I thought that was just the funniest thing. I played the game for like 50 hours that way. And I don't know if I would have even bothered playing through it. Cause I played it way after Skyrim came out. Cause I just never played it when it was first around. Mm-hmm. And that was a way for me to experience the game in the dumbest way possible. And I probably wouldn't have, if that wasn't available. Cause that was actually the reason why I even bothered to do it is I was talking to Kyle. And he's like, dude, you can play this game totally invisible. Like oh, I want, I want to, I want to try this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's great. I love when, I, I actually like when there's imbalance when it comes to those types of things. I don't want the, I don't mean I like imbalance over balance, but I, I like the idea of breaking a game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in in fun ways. Yeah, yeah. I like. I think it was. Um, God, I was playing something recently. Where there was some, I guess, uh, like Hades has a lot of that actually. Oh, okay. Like Hades has like a has a couple play? of builds in there where things just work together really well. It's it's pretty common in roguelites where you find a oh, couple yeah, of yeah. skills that just work really really well together, and then the game sort of devolves into hold button and win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that like that feels really good because you figured that out and you put that together, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's awesome. That feels really good to do. Because, first of all, like, in a roguelite, the the run kind of has to converge on those options, right? Yes. Like, you, you're not guaranteed to get the skills that you need to put that together, because there's well, RNG involved. Yeah. But if you get them, it's like, oh, man. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I've, I've played a lot of Vampire Survivors now. And in the beginning, I was like, oh, I can't ever possibly imagine not using these skills. These are the best upgrades to get ever. How do you not play this game without them? Mm-hmm. And then after playing it for another 10 hours, like, oh, wait, why don't I just not pick them? Like, why don't we just try a different thing, even though that's yeah. broken? Like, so then it becomes a matter of it's it's basically like having difficulty levels in a roguelite, right? Right, right. Um, Where you have uh, some some combinations that are going to be way, way stronger than others. And that's kind of like changing the difficulty of the of that particular experience. Yeah, very much. Yeah, so, so it all it, it all kind of is like a is like sort of a form of modular difficulty and you can kind of just kind of set your own set your yeah, own rules and set your own specifications on how you want that to go. Absolutely. You don't have to infinite loop forever in Skyrim, maybe just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> maybe just to do something dumb or silly. Like, oh man. There's a lot of there's a lot of fun stuff with um is it alterate? What's the Oh my god, I can't remember. You're not going to remember because you didn't do any of it. You just punched stuff. Um, I... Basically, there's a lot of fun, goofy things to do with like the the some of the spells that people don't use as much at first, like invisibility and oh and yeah, casting stuff from um, a distance. And it's a really there's really easy ways to level up some of them too, where you because uh, you can like cast sort of buffs or debuffs on a bunch of people in a city and things. I don't know. It's, I think it's alteration. I feel like that's. I'm I'm going to get yelled at because I don't remember. That's okay. <laughs> hey, you're I'm not going to get yelled sc- at by me, and I'm the only one who can yell at you right now. So you're safe. Now that email is going to say hi, and also here's what you got wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The last mail we got agreed with us. So true. If yeah, you'd like to, if you'd like to send an email agreeing with us, so that we can we can talk about uh, game balance or whatever, what have you. Once again, you can send that to the retro breakdown at gmail.com. Well, it just flows right off the tongue every time. 
It kind of um, does. Like, it doesn't seem like it should, but, like, it, it works. I feel like it's probably just the cadence of how you're saying it. Like, you can make anything sound a certain way, right? Like, or you can make something sound naughty when it shouldn't. That's like, true. You know, uh, I'll butter your toast or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's, you're, you're saying nothing. I'll, I'll rotate your tires. The, uh, you send that email to the retro breakdown oh. <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> hey, so uh, Breath of the Wild's been delayed. Yeah, I heard that. This so, is not a surprise. It's not really because like we are a third, we are like a quarter of the way through 2022 already. And they don't even have a name on this thing yet. <laughs> I mean, we were even joking saying it was going to be the launch title for the Switch 2 in two, two and a half years or three years or whatever. I don't think that's going to be the case, but there, there, that was that was sort of a, a, a running theory in the back of my mind. <laughs> well, it's been delayed to spring 2023. Yeah, so it's only it is currently spring months. 2022. If yeah, they season. have a whole console coming out next spring, they no need to start talking about that in like the ne- by like this summer at the latest i don't think i think the i think the switch has got at least two years i think they won't they'll pro- they might talk about the switch too in the year of 2023 but even then i don't know nintendo seems to be all about the whole hey we're not going to tell you anything until it's like three to five months before it's coming out well they also seem very content to hit the midpoint of the main console life cycle oh true um, yeah so like the even though it seems like it was a lot longer ago, the uh, PS5 and the Xbox, <laughs> the excess, yeah. Um, wait, no, the Xbox, yeah, Xbox One X is oh god. Oh, you said PS5, so you mean PS4? No, I do mean the PS5. The Xbox was the was the uh, was the colloquial name for the Xbox One X. Which is oh. not the same thing as the Xbox Series X. No. No. The Xbox One X was the souped up like PS5 Pro version of the Xbox One, whereas the Xbox Series X is the actual next generation console, because what is Microsoft doing? Who even knows what any of this is? <laughs> I, I also heard a rumor that the PS four is or excuse me the ps5 pro is uh like going is is being announced or is coming out or something i don't know i i didn't really look into it too much but that wouldn't surprise me if the ps5 pro comes out around the time that uh like next year or whatever because then that would be yeah what, three years into it or something right depending on depending on when it comes out yeah yeah it seems like the uh it seems like sony and microsoft are are content to do their sort of mid their their point five console upgrades about midway through the life cycle yeah oh i guess we might get a slim first or something if that's yeah, even possible yeah well i mean at this point i think the i think the real issue is just make the make regular any. one <laughs> make the regular one so people can actually buy it but honestly if they do do a new version of it that's like a slim or a pro version I haven't bought one of these things yet, so maybe maybe the play at this point is just to wait for one of those to come out and buy that. Yeah, I'm not. I don't plan. I have no reason to purchase. It's it's the damnedest thing to have a console be two years into its life cycle. I realize it's not two years for another six months, but sure. Year, like there is nothing I want to play. 
I know. It's weird. That are exclusive to them that I couldn't theoretically play on an upgraded computer. Because, like, I can play the Final Fantasy VII. I'd like to play the little interlude with play with Yuffie, but maybe I don't because it's two hours. Maybe I can just watch a video of it. I don't know. Um, I'm pretty content to, like, I think when um, FF7 Remake, in the first chapter of FF7 Remake came out, I was like, you know what? They're they're parting this out, and this is basically going to cover, like, disc one of that game. Yeah, not, not even, but yeah. So... It was, it was I think, just out of Midgar, so it's like the first se- seven hours of gameplay. <laughs> but expanded into, like, 70? <laughs> yeah. Now, to be fair, if you were to just play through the story of the, the remake, it's probably 30 hours, maybe 20. Oh. It's actually... The, 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 the pacing of the, of the remake is not bad. I've heard, I've heard good things, so, like, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, like, dump on it oh, I get at it, yeah. all. But, like, I heard that it was only going to be, like, a, a small portion of the game's story, and I was like... Yeah. yeah, that feels like I'm going to play it and be really excited by it and then like just have to wait for the next part of it to come for like years. And maybe I'll just wait for the whole thing to come out now that it's been like three years. Yeah, I think it's been two years. Exactly right. Didn't it come out in 2020 or was it 2019? I feel like it was 19. No way. I'm pretty sure it was 2020. I'm pretty sure it came out. Uh the same month as as animal crossing f7 remake release date it's gonna give you the new one (laughs) it's 2020 yeah okay okay oh yeah actually you're right almost exactly almost exactly two years yeah yeah it was april 10th it was was, yeah that's right because it was delayed it was supposed to come out in the first part of march and then yeah i believe it it was initially scheduled for my birthday yes it was because i'm that's i had a I was finishing up the, 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 my school stuff at the time. And I was like, Oh, Hey, it's spring break. That's perfect. I'm going to yeah. binge some final fantasy. So I don't know. I initially went into it and I was like, I'm a just wait. Cause it's not even the whole story. And I was, I was really kind of down on it. And now oh, I'm like it. kind of itching to play it. Yeah. But like, I, at this point I've, I've waited for too long. So now <laughs> yeah. I'm like, now I'm like, okay, to jump into it now would be silly. Well, it would if because... you had a, if you happen to get a PS5, it would be almost it would kind of justify playing it this late because right, you could right, at least right. play like the new content too. Right, that's exactly it. I'm like I'm I'm looking at it like if I just wait for the next chapter to drop, which is probably <laughs> yeah. going to be in like the next year or so. I think so. I think they said that they're working on it. I don't know. I mean, they, of course they're working on it, but well, yeah, but I mean, actually working on it. You know, yeah. not Metroid Prime working on it. Oh, <laughs> they're not. They're not uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen Versus working on it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I. Uh, I mean, I. I feel like it should come out soon. I. I have plenty of games to play right now. Like way too much on my plate. I've got. I'm staring at the box of Triangle Strategy which is just begging me to play it. I'm just barely in like chapter four in that game. Yeah, you finished the demo. Congratulations. Yep, yep. <laughs> finished the demo. I finished a chapter past the demo. Okay, okay. But it took like a month to do it. <laughs> so like I, I'm still in the middle of La Mulana. I'm, I just updated Disco Elysium on my on my Steam profile and I'm just staring at it like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I heard that there was a big release for that or a big update. 
because apparently it's there was it was like a half gig i have no idea what's in it i just blindly updated it because it said there was an update yeah but, i mean that's what i do but i mean that's a thing um man I mean, i've still... been so i've been participating in a, a thing called mystery fun fest yeah and uh and that's got me in like all sorts of temptation to just waste time with games i haven't played in a while yeah, well, welcome, welcome to to the world of games. Yep. So, like, uh, well, well, Mystery Fun Internet. Fest is run by the people who do Mystery Tournament, and it's kind of just a big thing where there are. It's kind of like a two and two and a half, three week, um, sort of it's festival like a bracket challenge, right? Not a sort bracket, of. But, it, but, like, but like it, there's there's tasks. There's like yeah, yeah, goals yeah. that you can complete, and then you get points for your team. Yes. It's not a bracket, it's team challenge. Yeah, it's a team challenge. Everyone, like, they broke everyone who signed up into two into two general teams. Well, what, what are you? What team are you? I'm Team Ghosts. Ghosts. And we hey, are... That's very we are, fitting for today. We are up against... It is, it is. And we are up against Team Troopa. No, Ghosts ghost are way cooler. Well, we're losing by, like, 500 points, so... <sighs> that, well, losing and winning is not a measure of what's cool, okay? That's true. That is a, true. Do you, have, do you have a color associated with Team Ghost? Uh, I think we're blue. Yeah, well, then you're definitely the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, opinions about things. Yeah. <laughs> the true American way or the true people way, really. <laughs> so there's a bunch of tasks and I've been really busy with work, so I haven't been able to do as much as I would have liked. But like, you're letting your team down. I, I know. You, you completed know. the ball challenge, though, and I imagine that was worth a lot. It was like twenty five. Wow. That was like 25 nope. points of what is currently like I have scored like a grand total of like 60. Oh, oh, Dean. Dean, quit your job, okay? <laughs> I mean, I'm in the top half of the team. The so I'm pulling my Everyone weight. Everyone else needs to quit their jobs. <laughs> There's a lot of zeros in there, and that could have been me. <laughs> but, it, but it wasn't you. But it you wasn't. Put your head I'm, on the I'm doing knowing. stuff. I want to. I joined a team and and won a, a Rocket League tournament yesterday. You won a Rocket League tournament. All right. I can't believe I'm hearing this from you. I still can't believe you play an online video game. I know it's weird. But the thing is, it was fun, and it was the first time that I'd actually played a game with people that I knew, rather than just jumping into random matchmaking and muting the chat. I just want to remind the listeners that. Dean doesn't want to play games with me and he I've known him for a very long time. So he's basically just saying, I don't want to play with you, Tom. That's what that that's what I heard. This isn't <laughs> this isn't meant for you to take for you to take personally. I am, I am not. I am not being serious. <laughs> that's actually super fun, though. So was it was it like another person from your your team playing against uh, two other people from the other team? Yeah. That's awesome. What yeah, a, that was the idea. Fun... And there was that, and then there was, um, and then I jumped in and uh, and did. Uh, I tried out squad play in Fall Guys. What is that? Oh, that's where you have like a team, right? Yeah. So when Fall Guys first Duh. came out, like <laughs> you could kind of like squad up, but you were just kind of playing against you know. a bunch of the, the. You just queued into. The... Yeah, you just queued into a normal matchmaking and you all just play individually. Yeah, yeah. And the problem with that is that, like, you're playing with people whose skill levels are very varied. So if there is one person who is, like, a 50-50 to fail out in the first round, and there oh, is one person... Stuck. And there is one person who regularly makes it, like, three, four, five rounds in, 
that one person, if you're squatted up, that one person who's on your team has to just fail in like two minutes and then spend the next 10 watching you. <laughs> and that sucks. That sucks kind of for everybody. Because like if you're if you're making it really far and everyone else is out, it's like, well, I should probably just I guess I should probably just like quit out so that we can all play when it's not like that, that joy of being on the couch where you can be yelling at everyone else as even though you're out or whatever, not even yelling, but I mean, just be the excitement yeah, yeah. of the room. So to speak. right, right. So they have I haven't played Fall Guys in like or I hadn't played Fall Guys in like. 10 months or something like that to a year yeah it was like june of last year okay um so i opened it up because it's like you get some tickets for uh for winning a squad game and i figured that squad game was just like you the same as before where it's like if one of you in the squad wins then it counts as a squad win Mm -hmm. um it's not oh they have actually changed the scoring system so that rather than everyone making it through on their own individual merits, um, your squad earns a certain number of points based on everyone's performance. So if you finish, you know, if you finish higher up in the squad, then you get more points. And if you finish closer to last or not at all, you get less points or no points. Oh, interesting. And then they rank everyone's, um, they rank, they put all that together and the number of points that each squad gets determines whether or not the entire squad moves on or is eliminated as a group. That's so. So if you finish in first place and the rest of your squad like finishes last last or doesn't finish, you you don't make it. You can still not make it. Yeah. yeah. Or you can, you know, or if you're, if you're really good and, or if you, if you really suck and the rest of your uh, party members are, you know, pretty good, they can carry you. Mm hmm. But the most important thing is everyone's always playing together because you move on or are eliminated as a group. So it eliminates that downtime of like, oh, I got knocked out, but the rest of my team's still playing. So I got to just kind of hang around, and wait for them to be done. Yeah, I mean, that was especially rough if it was the first round because something happened. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So I'm just saying that's a pretty good that's a that's a pretty good evolution of that concept, and I might actually. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. I might actually try to take some time and see if I can get Jesse back into the game, because I <laughs> banana no, because <laughs> I really want to. Uh, I it was re- it was actually really fun, and I I haven't played in a while, so there's a ton of new maps and new uh, new challenges and stuff, and a lot of that stuff is really neat. So. Fall there Guys is, is still good. Like it it's not the it's not the biggest game in the world anymore. Like it was, was for it like actually for a period of about three days after it launched. <laughs> okay. Okay. It was the biggest game ever. It was it was the it surpassed like League of Legends and Fortnite. whatever else, Fortnite and everything else on the uh, on at, at least in being the game on Twitch with the most viewers. That 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 actually fits because they have so many licensed deals with the Fall Guys costumes and stuff. Well, it, like, now they do, yes. But, like, at the time, that wasn't really a thing. It just was a, uh... It just... Oh, no, no, but I mean, it, 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 it paved the way to make that a thing. Because if yes. that wasn't a thing, then it wouldn't have happened. Is yeah. what I mean. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, it's it. I will. And Epic owns it now. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Epic bought Media Tonic after uh, after Fall Guys really took off. Oh, man. Epic. They really got that game sense for uh, for crap. That's going to make an enormous amount of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty wild. So they own that and Fortnite. Yep. 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 So, yeah. I uh I played a little bit of that. I played a little bit of Rocket League and didn't really like because of work have not really had a ton of time to like really get into either of them. Sure. I just was like, you know, I kept having people in the in the in the mystery uh funhouse discord just sort of ping me and be like, "Hey, do you want to do you want to do this for a while? I need some tickets." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm uh, sure." You're you're a top tier uh you're a top tier Kuso player. Let's play some games. <laughs> I mean, people at least know who I am now. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. So that's cool. <laughs> that's fun. Um, so yeah, I just, you know, I, I've done some of that this week and like, man, I, those are both games that I either play like casually in my own time or in the case of like Fall Guys had basically just had a lot of fun with and put down. Mm-hmm. But Fall Guys is still really fun and they've made some really nice additions to that game. That is a... Uh, that is worth going back to for a second look. Honestly, That's fantastic. I love when we, we've sort of talked about this before and we were talking about earlier how there's just a near unlimited amount of stuff to play and do at the moment. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> having a game that you can already invest, you know, hun- like maybe 100 hours into fairly comfortably if you enjoy playing a game like uh, one game for a long period of time, then have updates. It's like, oh, crap, I could now do this again because they've yep. added new stuff. It's such a cool feeling. Yeah, I played for probably like an hour or two and like probably two or three of the maps that I saw were like I'd seen this before. But those even those maps had like new obstacles and new like they'd been remixed a little bit. So I actually failed harder on the ones that I'd seen before (laughs) because I fell back into old habits and was like, oh, yeah, I know. I know how this goes. And then it's like, wait, where did that come from? And it threw my whole rhythm off. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, yeah, that's uh, Fall Guys still fun. Do you recommend? So I've had a lot of fun with that this week. I, I actually looked at one of the when you were playing the ball game. Um, I looked at the, the like the challenges and I saw the one was get 100 up to 120 stars in Mario 64 without taaking damage or dying. And I, I, there was someone that had yep. 100 at the time. And I just it, it's always those kind of challenges. I'm in all of them, but I also hate them because it's, yes, I, I don't understand it. Like I understand it. That's not what I mean. Um, I personally could never even imagine doing it because I don't have the patience to learn a game to that degree. Right. And so it was, it was just, it's impressive that that's like, yeah, that's a category. Sure. Yeah. Well, and a lot stars. of the people in this, uh, a lot of the people in this, in this discord are people who, um, yeah, they are speed runners. They are people who have been, Oh yeah, they live and breathe some of these games that they are, backwards are long jump in their sleep. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I I understand that, and and that's just what it just brings that to light though, right? It's sort of like yeah. watching a GDQ and watching some of those runs where this person has beyond mastered this game. Yes, where 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 they're like, how can I make this harder? I don't know. I guess I could do it with a blindfold on. Yeah, because the game's not challenging enough anymore. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like the. <laughs> I literally have to invent a new difficulty level. Yeah, I guess I'll play this Marvel game with both controllers. 
<laughs> oh, that's a good one. I love that one only because I really loved playing Marble Madness. As Me a too. Kid. Me too. And I, I it was I thought it was hard, and I remember I got I I want to say I got to the last stage once. And, but I never finished it. I mean, I got to the last stage a couple of times, but I never beat it. I was going to say, I think I beat it once, but then I took that back and misspoke. But anyways, so watching that person control both marbles where, where the controllers were underneath, like uh, the dude, they were like, they were the in like a cross gymnastics. pattern. Yeah. Like, like how he, how he did that is just unreal to me. Cause I, I can, you know, sure. I can, I can rub my belly and pat my head, but that's right, about right, it. Right. Let alone controlling two balls, basically at different angles. Like, mm-hmm. Because, you know, one hand or like your finger, his thumb was doing one thing and then his fingers were doing a different direction, but they were both moving at the same time. Just mind-blowingly cool. That's one of my favorite um, speed runs because it was technically impressive, but also just, it's not just like practice in a way. It feels right. like there's there's some, there's some uh, uh, like, you know, mental acuity or mental, like like that ability to, to, to take a bunch of control inputs and, and utilize them all at once like that. Like it's, it's, it's annoying when your character gets reverse controls and something and you're only dealing with one monkey, <laughs> let alone a bunch of, or a bunch of two or uh, let alone two balls at once. And, and there's some yeah. tricky mini, like tiny platforms and stuff. It was just cool. That was a yeah. fun one. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So that's, I, I, I looked at that. I looked at the Mario 64 thing and I was like, I could probably do 10. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 10 for sure. Absolutely. Isn't it worth like it, five points, though? Yes. It's like, you know, I could I could boot this game up for like an hour, probably take damage a couple of times, but then, you know, be careful about it. Take the easy stars. You know, don't yeah, get hit by get the 10, uh, 10 easy stars for sure. Yeah. But it's like, I don't I'm going to have to restart at least a couple of times because I'm not careful enough. Exactly. And that's the part where I'm like, wow, this is this is that's that's where you get into the. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't sound like fun to me. No, no. Like, grinding that over and over and over until I can get that doesn't sound like a good time. Well, and this is coming from you, the person who, who played the last level of that marble game for five hours. Yeah. And I played the whole marble game for five hours. The last oh, level was, was only, like, for three and a hours. half of them. Okay, okay. I thought I thought you played the whole thing for six and got to like level nine in in one and a half hours or something. <laughs> it was more like the the stream was five and a half hours. Oh, that's so really good. like the game time was roughly about five if you include like the intro time. And, yeah, yeah. Just you know, downtime between levels and chatting and stuff like that. Um, having a good and time. then it took you know roughly an hour to an hour and a half to make it to level nine, and then and then it became grind time. <laughs> man that had some some rude moments in that last stage yeah yeah it's so weird because like the first eight stages of that game were super fun and and actually like i was going through it and i was like why was this in cusa grande this is actually fine like i i genuinely <laughs> enjoy this and then you get to stage nine and I was like, oh, the, you've you've laser focused this to be as unfriendly and and jank and unnecessarily difficult as humanly possible. Also, the the squishy platforms kill you from the bottom, even if you're not being squished yet. I jumped up into one while it was going up and it killed me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I And they're not spiked platforms. It's just a block. 
<laughs> they're just awkwardly programmed. <laughs> it, they're it is just programmed such that like the bottom of the block is a kill plane regardless. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it's doing. Right. It just because it's, it's probably something it looks like it was made in Unity or something like that. Um, so I don't know how old it is. It may even predate Unity. Uh, Unity's been around for a long time. It probably doesn't then. Um, I only know. started hearing about Unity in like 2010. I want to say I remember downloading Unity sometime at the end of high school. Okay, yeah, no, that's a long time. No offense. Let's see. But that's Initial longer than 2010. Oh, okay. No, you know, it's actually not. Oh, so it was in between high school and college. It was 2005, it looks like. Okay. I'm not that far off then. No, you're not. You're not. Wow, that's, that is a long time, though, when you actually think about 2005 to now, right? Like, that's cool. It's wild. It's, it's, it's true. It's, it's, it's sort of, it's one of those moments of, dude, that thing that I've talked, or that, like, wait, I, 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 we've talked about this before, the passage of time, yada, yada, yada. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's Whatever, kind yeah. of a big thing on this particular podcast. Where we talk about old games and how much time has passed since they came out. <laughs> hey, there are um, I there 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 is a Game Gear game that we should play once we have time. I think I found a Game Gear game I'd like to play. Um, uh huh. I was I was looking for for various like kind of more obscure. You know, so someone had mentioned or you said someone had mentioned that we didn't really play a lot of Sega games or we kind of gave Sega a bad rap and it's. It was it's, the it was the tier list for last year where most of the Genesis games ended up in like middle tier or lower. Yeah, and and it's it's well, never mind. My personal feelings aside <laughs> about some of those uh games that we've played that were that were, you know, top tier Genesis games. But this year we've had some real amazing games. Like we absolutely yes. guaranteed these will be, you know, S tier whatever we call it. Yeah, whatever whatever we're calling the top tier of games this year, Contra Hardcore will be in it. Yeah, a hundred percent. And 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 Shinobi's gonna be really close. Yep, yep. Um I agree. Uh there was another one too that I liked a lot, and I I'm blanking on the name now. Well, it's um, not Musha. I did like Musha a lot, but that can't be top tier. I think I was thinking of Musha, but I don't want that's that's not top tier. That's just a good time. That's 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 it was it was it's good tier. It's, uh... <laughs> it's a it's a worth your time moment. <laughs> was there a oh, what was the other I mean Jesse and I played Sonic and Sonic 3. Oh, true. You got. I forgot you guys played Sonic Three. Sonic Three is probably it's. It was. I need to play it again. But it was one of my favorite memories of a Sonic game. It's gonna be difficult. I'm gonna have to make a separate tier for like. I, I'm gonna have to make a separate tier for guest host games because like there's a couple of podcasts that you haven't been on. Oh, true. So you're not gonna be able to like speak to them. But we well, gotta also, rank them somewhere. Also, the like the one from last week isn't even really we can omit that from ranking since that was literally someone's personal like it's true it's it's like that's it's it's not to fair rank. to tier list it <laughs> like that's that seems real real lame <laughs> it's literally a teenage it's literally like a teenager's project from the 90s and and i don't mean the game was lame i mean us pretending like we should compare it to stuff like yeah yeah uh, well, a lot know, of what content. we talk a lot of what Xander and i talk about last week is just about the joy and the feeling that you get from just like starting a project and knowing that it's kind of jank, but just doing it anyway and learning from it. Yeah. And well, not I, and and not keeping it in development hell because it's not perfect. Just being like, all right, I'm just going to do it. Just go. And, and let's just be make real it here that it's super impressive because I have I have 
I remember, so in Warcraft 3, oh, I did it in StarCraft 2 a little bit, they had UMS, like, use map setting stuff, which was kind of like, you could make your own game mode for StarCraft and Warcraft. And a couple of my friends and I had these ideas for game modes, and we, we, we sort of thought about playing them out and programming it and everything, and it never got more than, a f like, maybe a week into it when everyone was like, yeah, I'm not doing it anymore. So, yeah. so the fact that somebody stuck with a project through completion is already pretty freaking amazing yeah. to me <laughs> like we, we talked about it last week like finishing a project is a skill <laughs> it's you know it's absolutely the only the only cool thing i ever completed in this is actually pretty funny and wouldn't be possible today so <laughs> for one project in eighth grade we had to do something i don't remember what it was we had to give a presentation about the civil war whatever useless information we had to t remember in a sure and so my friend and i made the whole project in the starcraft ums map editor we then to pres present our project we had to install starcraft and brood war onto the computer at the school which they let us do like we just put the discs in and installed it excellent and then we gave our presentation by pressing play on the game and then it was all automated from there where everything just kind of did what it was supposed to do so we, we got to do a little program and got to do a little uh you know you know map design and, and learning how to use triggers and all this kind of stuff but the whole project was in starcraft it's just sort of hilarious that they're like yeah sure bring your cd-roms and install them on the computer before class <laughs> that's that is wild <laughs> yeah I, it's, it's 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 something that i'll think about it once in a blue moon and be like wow we we did that they we installed the video game onto school computers now it would be impossible only because games you know are gigabytes and gigabytes of a uh, uh, file size whereas this was well like, yeah 300 megabytes <laughs> well also it was CDs. on a disc yeah, yeah yeah exactly um but so so this all got brought about because i think i found a neat game gear game which i'll share the name with later but just know in the future we may actually have a, a real game gear game to, to I, look yeah at we've never we've never done a game gear game mm -mm. I'm, no, I'm down and the one that i'm looking at is one that was never released in america so it's it's fun and it's also probably it suits uh, it suits last month's unofficial theme that we never really announced or committed to because we did Kirby's Adventure in the middle of it. It's fine. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but if you didn't notice, um, March was like soft themed for games that were never technically released in North America. We had River City Girls Zero, which was a Super Famicom game that was only localized last month. We had... Um, Daikatana for Game Boy Color, which was only released in Japan and Europe. I really think we should just always call it Big Sword. <laughs> Big Sword. John Romero's Big Sword. Oh, no, no, never mind, never mind. Yep. Never mind. No, J John no. Romero's Big Sword. God damn it. Where he makes you his... We played Sin and Punishment. <laughs> God, which Sin was Punishment also... Was, uh, which was also so fun. Was a great game and was also not released in the U.S. for years. Yeah, until the Wii uh, yeah. virtual console stuff. Then we played Kirby's Adventure, which very much was. And then technically, <laughs> the Quantum Blade was never released anywhere. Sort yeah. of. I, that's There's no... Well, th there's no... What? Okay, so technically. Oh, 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 uh, oh We oh. talked about it, and apparently in the, in the Wild West of the mid-90s internet, okay. Xandra actually posted the Quantum Blade 1 and 2 on some... Like I forget what she, I forget what she called it, but it was like a message board type. Um, it was it was like a message board type site 
for um specifically for like click and play games uh that's pretty cool so there are there is somebody out there with that installed on their windows 95 machine mm-hmm. yep <laughs> i love it but 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 still that's fine she referred like... to it as a guest book to give you an idea of what era of internet we're talking about a guest book i've never even heard of that being referred to as a way to share files and stuff i hadn't either but apparently that was a thing you went then to again, this I... site and you just like it was like hey drop your game in the guest book and i'm like what <laughs> I, my, okay my, i was very new to the internet still until my first real internet game was uh diablo and before then i had used it to my, my friend had his dad had a whole bunch of electronics and like a crazy I, we I, we always joked that uh he was a secret government agent and and he because he had an unbelievable amount of technology for the time like he had i remember in in his trailer he had a computer that had like you you could look at what the hubble telescope was looking at or something oh um, it was pretty neat and that was like 90. That is the type of thing where, like, as a kid, you'd be like, whoa, we're doing, like, spy stuff. <laughs> yeah, and he had he had so much cool stuff. But anyways, I, I just remember using the, there's a very prominent memory of mine where we we were in his basement. He had, like, a wall of computers with, like, 10 screens and stuff. And we were looking at, we, we were trying to find naughty websites without trying to find naughty websites. Ah. You, know, you, couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't really... There wasn't uh, video websites at the uh-huh. time, right? Uh-huh. So we, we ended up on like some weird message forum. And then we were trying to message, I think it was like a Britney Spears fandom page, like trying to message Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds like the early internet. <laughs> but, Yo, remember so... when people didn't know what Photoshop was and you would just find like like the heads of celebrities on naked bodies and it was like nude photos of whoever or one of my favorites was that website that was saying it was taking a photo of you through your your like computer and it didn't matter like and it took such a long time to load because everyone's with dial up and it's a full page image and it was always just a monkey but it like it had this (laughs) it, it had this build up of it was like you know taking your photo giving uh, through your camera or through your your computer screen it didn't need a camera and everything right 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 i remember showing it to my mom and she was kind of nervous and then when the monkey popped up she was like oh oh <laughs> got it yeah <laughs> i feel i feel like i remember that actually oh. the early internet was was actually the internet still is the wild west let's be real because everything it really is dude did you see okay i didn't know this was a, a problem because i don't buy skittles but i guess 10 years ago skittles changed the green skittle from lime to green apple and oh yeah i vaguely remember hearing about this people are very mad about that and over the weekend kyle sent me an image like hey look at they're making skittles back they're like changing it there's going to be a green only skittle it's going to be just lime it's going to be like a whole thing because they're advertising that this is happening i was like Mm -hmm. oh that's kind of funny uh yesterday i opened up twitch to watch some dota and what was the main page had, hey, you should watch this. It had 12,000 people watching Skittles give a mock um, press conference, an apology press conference, where some man in a very even-keeled, monotone voice read tweets for 30 minutes about how green Skittles being changed from lime to green apple ruined their lives. And he just kept saying, I'm sorry. Like, he would read each tweet that apologized, and he, it was it's actually really funny. But it made me... That's I'm thinking, a good stunt. 
it was great. I was like, this is great. And now I'm pretty sure I have never spent money on Skittles in my ever. Not once. I've never bought a pack of Skittles. I've eaten them when they've been around if someone else sure. bought them. Sure, yeah. No, I but I'm pretty sure I'll be at the store and I will see a pack of lime Skittles and I will buy them because of that dumb marketing stunt. Like it, 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 it actually worked. It's yeah. working. It worked on me because it was just stupid and fun and it wasn't advertising to me in between watching other stuff, which I can't stand. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, there's certain uh, there's certain stunts like that where it's like sometimes it's very rare. It's like a once in a generation thing. But every <laughs> yeah, once in a while, you will like an ad enough to be like, <clears throat> man, I was never going to buy one of these, but that was fun. I want one now. Yeah, and it's 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 I mean it's a low investment. We're talking about probably a dollar fifty or whatever for Skittles. Um I think the uh I think the the that first really good Isaiah Mustafa uh <laughs> old spice ad. Yep, I know exactly the, what you're the talking I'm about. The I'm on a horse one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um that one got a lot of people. That put the entire modern old spice marketing team on the map. Yep. And now they're just weird. Yeah, now it's like, oh, I think Geico kind of had that for some people where where it was like they were kind of funny. I, I didn't really ever care about them because I wasn't in the market for that. Yeah, when like, that was popular. <laughs> no matter how good an insurance commercial is, there's still insurance. <laughs> yeah. But like, that, you can at I... least eat a Skittle and be like, hmm, that's OK. <laughs> yeah. I am having an I'm having an OK time with this Skittle. Well, and I've I I'm not. I've never been in a position where it's like, I need to decide I need to buy insurance right now for this thing. And I'm, I, what do I do? I guess I'll use the advertisement as my point of reference. Whereas Skittles, right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm always buying food. Like Ins buying insurance is usually a really easy thing for me because mm. for some weird reason, I'll check like three or four different places for insurance. And one of them is like half the price of the others for, with no explanation. And I'm like, okay, that one. Yeah, I guess I guess when it comes to insurance, I don't care about the name particularly, right? Like right, it's, yeah. it's 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 well, whatever the best deal with the best coverage or whatever. Yeah, it's like one of you things. is going to, like three of you are going to gouge me and one of you will gouge me less and that will be where my decision comes in. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 I don't know. I've never there's a lot of insurance marketing so it must work on a lot of people. Uh, I think I think for a lot of things like in marketing in general, I think a lot of that marketing is just if people have heard your name before, they at least have that comfort of like familiarity. Yes, yeah, oh, no, it's, it's, it makes a big difference. Even if it's we all like to think we're kind of immune to dumb marketing like that. But, you know, if you're ever in the shop and you don't know what detergent to buy, you're probably going to buy yeah. the name you recognize. Right, exactly. And the only reason you recognize is because they've rammed it down your throats. Hopefully not literally a lot over the, the last, you know. Yo, so I life. have like I have a really specific parallel oh of, of like of exactly this happening because I lived in a different country for a year. Oh right 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? Did the you buy import what was advertised? products <laughs> with the name brands that I recognized? Yeah. Were more expensive, but I knew what they were. Yep. So I was more likely to buy them. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's really true. And there were like, they were sitting on the shelf next to like three different Korean brands that ostensibly do the same thing. <laughs> but you don't know the name. But I don't know what they are. So like, I don't like, I don't know what to expect there. Mm -hmm. So like, I got out of that. I, I got out of that, um, that tendency or that habit 
like the longer I live there. But like at first when we're looking for like shampoo and laundry condition and laundry detergent and and stuff like that. Yeah. Like household things. Yeah. You bet your ass. I I went for the stuff that I recognize because like you don't have time to think about it and look it up and try and figure it out. And it was familiar and safe and I knew what to expect. Yeah. So like as with anything it like if those were u.s brands that i'd never seen on tv or in a magazine ad or something it would have all been greek it wouldn't have mattered yeah it wouldn't have mattered i would have just gone with whatever was cheapest probably Korean, i suppose in this instance yeah (laughs) quite literally yes (laughs) so yeah like that marketing does like some of it is not specifically built for like this is going to make you want to go out and buy this right now no 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 some of it is just like yeah we just want you to know we're here because eventually you're going to have to make that decision and when you are familiar with our brand like if you're comparing you know if you're comparing three different insurance companies and it's geico progressive and bob's insurance (laughs) yeah even if Geico and Progressive are a little bit more, you're probably going to go with one of them instead of Bob's. Right, exactly. <laughs> so they have to have all of their names out there. That way, when you're price shopping, you at least will recognize one of theirs if they happen to be the one that's giving you a good deal for whatever reason. Right, right, right. Thanks, algorithm. <laughs> yep. Literally mental algorithm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the truth is we're, we're, as much as we like to think we're not, we're all very simple creatures in terms of you know, how, how our brains function in a lot of ways. I, I hate the realization that like so much of what goes on in like marketing and stuff like that is just social programming and manipulation. Yeah, absolutely. And you want to, you want to think you're above it and then you, and then you notice it working on you and you're like, damn it. (laughs) Like, like there's a part of me that was absolutely feeling that when I was, I was laughing at the dumb Skittles live stream. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, they got me. I'm yeah. Yep, I'm I am I am falling victim to this because of because of uh I'm just a regular person. I'm not special. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> so yeah, they, this was just They understand psychology and they are right. <laughs> Damn it. Those those book people. <laughs> oh god. <sighs> so yeah, this was just a a fun uh, aside about the internet being the wild west still even though in the early days it was even more so the wild west. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's just, it's more, it's a more refined Wild West, but it's still very wild. Yeah. So, so the, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go. I w- Nope, I was going to give you the opportunity to segue into something because I wasn't sure where to go. So I just, I was about to like segue into something. Perfect. Speaking of brand recognition, oh. Jalico. Yes. There are affordances to having the N64 controller. Yeah, yeah to play N64 games because there are certain ways that the, the, those games were designed where like when I try to map those buttons to a different controller, it doesn't work as well. Yeah. Like playing having punishment the, for me was way easier than for you in yeah, terms of yeah, button layout. Yeah, absolutely. Having to put like C buttons on a stick doesn't work very well. Having an, having the R button on one of the like L or R triggers instead of on the back of the controller doesn't work as well. Mm-hmm. There are, there's unique features to the N64 controller where like having an N64 controller for those games makes a lot of sense and probably makes it a lot more fun experience. So I completely understand that. I do not understand that with the Genesis controller, that controller sucks. Yep, it does. It's 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 got a loose weird D-pad. It's way too big for three buttons. Uh but it doesn't matter because I it's the joy for me of feeling like I'm sitting there playing the game like I did as a kid. And I I was forced to use the Genesis controller because it's what I had. 
So it's it's a pure nostalgic trip. It's not because I think the controller is better or, or uh, makes the experience better. It's only it's a very personal experience is better because of the controller, not not def- not like a definitive for everyone. I completely understand that. To me, the thing that bothers me the most is that the the buttons are all laid out horizontally. Sure. Yeah. So there is like no good way to hit A and C at the same time. You can't. <laughs> I mean, you have to you have to use two fingers. I you or like or like claw grip it somehow. I guess you could. I'm I'm, I'm trying to contort my hand to, to to I'm holding the controller right now. So yeah, you could do some weird kind of claw grip. Yes. But it's like like to me. It, yeah, but you with any good <laughs> controller, you should be able to hit like two of the face buttons at the same time. Let me tell you one of my favorite things about it on the Switch. You remember that weird useless mode button on the top that I didn't ever use as a kid? Oh, yeah. I still don't know what that actually does. Well, on the Switch, it's there, but it's what brings up the menu to save state or to hold it, and then you can rewind. Awesome oh. use of that button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the fact that it actually has a consistent purpose is great, actually. <laughs> I thought that was fun. But no, yeah. it's, 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 I have loved just picking up the controller and, and playing hardcore again and then, and then Gunstar Heroes. And I just, I don't know. It's, I am, I am absolutely one of those people that, and I never really thought of myself that way, but it's like, oh yeah, that's fun playing an old nostalgic thing. Yeah. And what's really cool now about doing this podcast is like, the, so you had you had nostalgia for Contra Hardcore, which is part of the reason yeah. we played it is because you were like, oh, yeah, that's that game's great. I want to play that again. Yeah. And the music is so fun. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's really good. That's that is a bop. A but you bops. didn't have nostalgia for Gunstar Heroes until we played it. Nope. And but now, now, now it's I been like a year it. and a half since we played it. And you're like, oh, man, I want to play that again. Yeah. Now yeah. you're you're developing nostalgia for old games that you didn't have nostalgia for before because we played them for the podcast. And that's cool. It's really cool. And it's part of why I'm glad that companies, even if it's in a weird roundabout way, are embracing, you know, their past in a way. Right. Like it's it's cool that yeah. Nintendo has these games on there because maybe somebody will play it and then they they can <laughs> they can have like a, a future uh past nostalgia you know, it's like a days of future past moment here where, where they, where they, they play a game like, wow, I can totally ex- see myself having played this as a kid. And now I'm excited to play it more. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a, it's a, it's sort of awesome. I'm just glad that that's part of the, the consoles. Like there's a lot to complain about and things, but then it's, it's really nice to, when you, when you can peel back and say, you know what? I'm glad this is here though. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, it makes me think that like, it would be really neat if, uh, you know, not yet. It's too soon to do it yet. But like at a certain point after we've been doing this for after we've been doing this for a little while, like a little while longer, like maybe at some point it would be fun to like go back to one of the earliest podcasts we did. One of the first games we did and do like a new retrospective. It would. Ha- yeah. After like five years, you go back and play like the first 10 games again. And then yeah. we have a podcast where we talk about them all. Cause I, that, that, that could be kind of cool. Yeah. Even if you don't beat them just to like, ex- cause I don't, I don't know if I want to play, uh, uh, demon souls again, not demon souls, uh, <laughs> demon's God, crest, demon's crest. But quite frankly, I don't know if I want to play demon souls again either. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, to me, I think if I was picking through like, oh, there's a bunch of like throwaway titles that we played in the in like the first ten. Sure. Because we went through a lot of the trash on the uh, on the uh, NES online service. Mm-hmm. Like there's Vice Project Doom and Operation Logic Bomb and Shadow of the Ninja. So like we we went through a lot of that just because it was there. Yeah. Um, and I'm good to like not. They're where they are. They're not. It would be more fun to maybe play the games we either had a really bad opinion about or a game that feels like it should have been like people like maybe in five years from now, I play nights again. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the fifth episode we ever did was Gunstar Heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that at, like based on you going back to it and playing it for fun now, it would probably be considering the way that our opinions on the game literally changed as we were recording the (laughs) podcast, as we talked about it, like going back to it with that, you know, with that memory and sort of experiencing it again would probably be really cool. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's something fun to think about that. We might go back and, (laughs) Look forward to that in 2025. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) For now, um, speaking of Operation Logic Bomb. (laughs) Hey, to be fair, this is not just a mediocre video game. No, actually, this is uh, this is not developed by Jalico, merely published by Jalico. So it's good. Oh, really? I actually didn't pay attention to that. Yeah, this uh, oh, that the makes so much game is sense. developed oh. by a company called CP Brain, which oh, I, that's right. I actually do remember seeing the CP Brain, and uh, I don't know anything about them. They don't even have a Wikipedia entry. Yeah, I mean, if you, you if you try to Google it, you're gonna get cerebral palsy first. Uh, Moby Games, yeah, that makes sense. Something okay, they did three things. <laughs> they did three things, and this was one of them. Oh my God, one of them was Cho and Niki. What? What? Choaniki Atoko no Tamafudu. Oh my god, you're right! It's a role-playing... It's a Choaniki role-playing RPG? What? It's a card battler? It's a card fighting? I'm putting this on our list. It is a card fighting RPG. You select your character from a roster of Choaniki characters and set out to explore its funky bodybuilding universe. (laughs) And challenge the many NPCs for a few rounds of card combat. When you get to increase your collection, special cards can be unlocked by defeating another player in the versus mode. This is this is what this is what you get on the Wonder Swan. Hey, it'll be our first Wonder Swan game, actually, won't it? Oh, that's why. Well, okay. There's a lot of reasons why I've never heard of it. But yeah, there's a there's a lot of reasons. <laughs> we can we cannot hold Wonder Swan completely responsible for that. Okay, this is bizarre. So this CP Brain Company, <laughs> thanks, thanks Internet, created Avenging Spirit in 1991, and also 64th Street, a detective story, which wait, is wait, apparently click- a Final Fight style beat 'em up. Yeah, I was about to say, click that. That does not look like a detective story at all. I mean, it looks like a detective story in in like the sense of the Batman games that are all about action. <laughs> Wait, dude, it's literally, it's it's on the Switch right now. What? The, the 64th Detective is part of something called Arcade Archives. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, this was only, okay, yeah, this was a, this was an arcade game. 
Yeah, like, yeah. Like, it was not originally released on consoles at all. Wow. So, 64th Street, a detective story for arcade, and later released on Switch and PS4, I guess. An iPhone? As an arcade archive collection, I Okay, guess. sure. So, they released that in 1991. They released Avenging Spirit, which was also an arcade game, but later yes. por- ported to Game Boy. Which, by the way, I, I don't remember if I linked you the arcade gameplay footage of um avenging spirit they did an amazing job porting it to game boy it is the exact almost same experience just obviously on a game boy screen and so things are different but 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 i mean that's a hell of a that's a hell of a downscale even the levels and stuff are the same like yeah that's wild crazy um you can leaf through it well or i suppose leafing through a video is a dumb expression I mean, the meaning comes across. I just want to point out, they did this 64th Street game and Avenging Spirit both in 1991. Yep. And then nothing for nine years. And then released a Choaniki card battle game for the Wonder Swan. And that's all we know about this company. <laughs> Moby Games doesn't even have, like, a list of the people involved with the company or anything. It's That's it. Oh, wait. Okay. Um, there's a giant bomb page with more information on them. Oh, okay. So, okay. So they released more. Uh, um, that makes more sense that they just disappeared for nine years. Although this one weirdly doesn't have the Choaniki game. So I don't know what's up with that. Um, oh yeah. It's got Chimera Beast. Yeah, it does. I don't know what that is. And Big Stink. Oh, Striker. <laughs> I thought it said Big Stinker. Big Stinker. Eh, you never know. Okay. You never know. I mean, it was it was published by Jalico, so strong. So Jalico published this, but also had their own the also had their own soccer game around the same time. That just tells you how small CP Brain is as a company. Okay, it's like they had goal and goal two, and then they were like, "Sure, we'll release Big Striker because we we'll have two different soccer games to compete with ourselves." Jalico doesn't care. Jellico clearly does not care. They don't care. They care about nothing, in fact. Literally not a single thing. Wait, is this a Bomberman game? It appears to be a, Bomber, a Bomberman game. A bo- but it's not Bomberman at all. It's like an adventure. It's an RPG. Yeah, it's Bomberman oh, yeah, it's RPG. R- yeah, RPG for the Game Boy Color. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, it was. it's not traditional Bomberman. It's, so it's they, they made a they made B. Daman Baku Gaiden. Huh. All right. Is that Bomberman's name in, in Japanese? I don't know. Now I'm now I'm I don't know at all. Oh yeah. But yeah, sure. Like I'm a big not... fan of this uh Zen Nippon GT Senshuken, which is obviously just a, a NASCAR style racing game, but the box art just has a bunch of Japanese on it and then says hyper battle game <laughs> yes, while does. showing a bunch of cars. <laughs> Anyway, so, yeah, this CP Brain Company made Avenging Spirit, also known as Phantasm, also known as Mafia Dude with Machine Gun, which is the only reason we played this game at all. It's true. Thanks, thanks, Jalico USA, for your totally insane version of uh, what box art should be and what storytelling should be and everything. Actually, the so, storytelling in this, I think, is probably the same as japan because there's not that it seems to be although i am i am unreasonably upset by the story referring to the girlfriend as jennifer with a g oh i know that that was what i wanted you to see in the uh 
I, I needed you to make sure you, you, you experienced Jennifer with a G because it's a ghost game after all. So, <laughs> all right, let's start from the beginning. Um, Avenging Spirit, <clears throat> the reason we started playing it is because um, Tom sent me a picture of the box art and it kind of has the, you know how the Kirby box art has like, you know, friendly eyes in Japan and angry eyes in the, in the West. This is kind of like that. Where the box art in Japan <laughs> and Europe has a uh, has a a friendly little spooky ghost that like that's kind of smiling and he's got googly eyes and he looks like a, a Halloween decoration that you'd find at a at a local Walmart uh, at a local Walmart. Yes. Um. Yeah, like adorned in a a, a, a kindergarten classroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like that level of Halloween decoration. And it looks like that in in Japan, where it's called Phantasm, and it looks like that in Europe, where it's called Avenging Spirit, and both of those have like a bunch of little characters popping out of them because, you know, those are the characters that are in the game, which we'll get to in a minute. And then the American box art is completely different. It's a solid blue background with a circle in the middle, and in the middle of that circle is like a Chicago gangster in a tan trench coat holding a to- holding a Tommy gun. Bla- like just blasting. It's even got just like the, blasting the- away at <laughs> the side of the box. It's got that he's gritting his teeth and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and the game is called Avenging Spirit and it's like, yeah, there's some avenging going on there. And so like he sent that to me and I was like, "All right, this is a podcast now." Yeah. Um because I need to know how that happened. And here is the worst part. It was super obvious to me and made perfect sense within the first five minutes of the game. It's actually decent box art. Now, it's not good box art in the sense that maybe they shouldn't or shouldn't have changed it. You you know, that's 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 to be said in another uh, at another time. But the box art, it fits. It actually kind of fits the American box art. Of the dude firing away on his Tommy gun is an actual, more realistic depiction of the majority of the gameplay function. And it has two meanings. Yes. Because you get gunned down. Yep. Yeah. By it it is actually arguably the better box art. (laughs) And I hate that because it is worse in every way. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely worse except yes. for like that box except for that box art actually shows you what most of the game will be like and actually the impetus of the story <laughs> yep, yep 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 which is wild to me <laughs> thanks jellico usa so um this is a very short game it took me like an hour to finish yeah um yeah well, there's like unlimited continues. It's very friendly. Yeah, it's very friendly, very easy to get through. Uh, honestly, a really good time. Yeah. Um, the, it is, it is a, a very, I would say this is Jalico's best outing because as you put it, they didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine a lot of their games are actually like developed by other teams and they're just acting as publisher, but probably. But yeah, like it's, it kind of throws a wrench into the whole like, you know, Jalico trash taste yeah you know pantheon because like this one's good uh-huh this one's legit good so our story starts out with a couple of painfully 90s anime characters oh, 
They're so they're so nineties and so anime. Um, just kind of walking down the street, and the story is like, I one day I was walking with my girlfriend and got shot. <laughs> I got freaking shot. I got gunned down for no reason. <laughs> and then I said they got me and I died. <laughs> yep. And that's literally the prologue before the title screen. And yeah. Yeah. Cause then once you get into the game, you find out that your girlfriend's dad is a big researcher and ghost spirit energy. And the gangsters wanted uh, his research. So they kidnapped his daughter and right. you were just collateral damage. You were but collateral damage because but you're <laughs> also, you're now a ghost. So and he called you to his lab to be yeah. like, Hey, you have to save my daughter from the gangsters. You've got <laughs> ghost powers now. And we and I can help you harness the ghost powers. So let's go. Let's go f up the syndicate. <laughs> yeah, like. And by let's, I mean I don't you. mind sending you in. Like I don't mind sending you, like fifteen year old child, to take out the syndicate because you're already dead. You're dead. You're lucky to be alive at this point, buddy. <laughs> or to exist, rather. Yeah, I was gonna say, poor choice. Poor choice of words there. Yes. 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 So yeah, the so the game starts out with like, yeah, you're a ghost now. Go do ghost things. And doing ghost things involves possessing the enemies on the map and using their powers. And it's really cool. It's really cool. It's actually because everyone has their own unique um I mean obviously it's everything. It's, yeah, it's, it's all it's all every character you possess is slightly different. I was and some expecting different. I was expecting every character to have basically the same features except a different attack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for a while, I thought that was the case. And then it was like, no, no, the every character that you possess. So you start out as a ghost Mm -hmm. and while you're you're in ghost ghost form, form you are losing energy. Yeah. And then you have to go find one of the enemies on the map and you Mm -hmm. possess them. And then they, and then you stop losing your own ghost energy. And then each character that you possess has their own life bar. So when you take hits as them, then like their health goes down. And if you lose all of your health as one of the enemies that you go back to ghost form and you have to possess something else. And the longer, the longer you spend in ghost form between bodies, the more you're like, so you have like two health bars. You have your ghost health bar and you have your, your main uh like your your energy bars of of the person you're possessing yeah so every character that you possess has a unique walking speed attack type um jump height yep and health yep and like maximum health and probably at least a couple other things that i'm not thinking of i think that's i think that's more or less i mean because the attack type is is a really broad sentiment. Yeah, it, it's it, very broad. Because <laughs> some people's attack type is quite useless and other people's is sort of busted. Well, I mean, there's a couple that are like super highly specialized, like that one, like that one dude in the, in the latter areas that literally just flies. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, you see him in the very first stage and he just like jumps over all of your attacks. As you, I remember like when I played it, same thing happened to you where you were trying to shoot them and he just floated over all of your bullets. And you're like, what yeah. the, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, he doesn't really have much in the way of like physical attacks. It's just kind of like punches and kicks, whereas like most people have a projectile. 
Yeah, and he but he can Kirby through a stage. Not that that's really necessary. Yes, yes, yes. So, so that's really cool. Um, there's there's even joke like a joke person, an invisible man, where when you possess him, you just it seemed like you just died immediately. Oh yeah, like, he not, just like you possess him and his health just drains. Yeah, because you can't take any damage, so the game punishes you for possessing that person. I don't. I, know. I feel like the idea is to basically use him as like a sort of pseudo power star. Sure, because like Except you can just kind of walk through the stage for a little bit. But it's not helpful because even if you got to the boss, what would you do? Right, you'd have to you'd have to possess something else before you get there. Yeah. But yeah, like that's that's the game. And there's like what six stages. Five or six, yeah, I don't remember. I think six. Um, and each stage like introduces you to a couple of new enemies, and whatever you see them doing, you, you can possess do. them and then do that. Yeah, it's 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 honestly pretty freaking awesome, especially considering this is a Game Boy that we played the Game Boy version of this. We like, played the this Game would... Boy version, and this game came out in 1991. Dude, the art looks awesome. It's great. It looks like really good for a Game Boy game personal favorite shout out to um the freak out face that everyone makes when you're possessing them yeah the, the manual specifically says good thing they can't think or they don't have any uh, say in the matter <laughs> when you possess them like oh 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 no yikes <laughs> yes yikes, yikes. Indeed. avenging sp- like it's okay i guess because they're bad guys but like boy you <laughs> dig much into this and it is not cool it's not cool at all. Yeah, ghost, you should learn some manners. <laughs> I just mean like the No, I know. The idea here is you have this group of people that are all like part of the same crime syndicate, but presumably they're all like people who know each other and are if not friends, at least, you know, they're colleagues. At least, they're at least co- yeah. And then you possess one to make them turn on their friends and kill them. Yep. Until until they themselves are gunned down by their by their comrades, at which point you possess a different one and continue the chaos. Yeah. Dude, and the, that's the game. The the story of this game is 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 out of control when you think about it for, for at all. Cause like what why is he what is this whole ghost research and why is he making you do this? Oh, none of that is ever like Nope. It is a it is a slightly more detailed take on like girl kidnapped get girl. Yeah. Like that's really what the story is. Except it's for just the like there the has girl... to be a reason why you're a ghost. Except for the fact that it turns out that the girl's a super badass if you unlock her. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, so let's let's talk so the general uh the general tilt on getting through the game is just like there's six stages go through the six stages. Yeah, it's not really about platforming or pits or anything like that. It's it's pretty, it's pretty. Uh, and there are easy. there are spikes and there are there are things, but like you have so many options in terms of different characters to possess that like platforming is not really a big deal because you can just take the you can a take a character that has a really high jump to trivialize all the platforming. Yeah. Or b, literally just float through them. Yes. Yeah. And I guess what I mean something is something that that's on the higher platform. The platforming aspect is not. The, it's not difficult. It's it's not like a normal, um, yeah, you know, platformer because it's not even left to right. Really, you're kind of just like the stage is sort of one big open. A lot of stages they have like a big open area where you're kind of weaving back and forth through it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, and then then there's I guess that's maybe that's only a couple. I don't know. 
Um, no, I, the, the ones that I definitely spent the most time in are ones where, like, it's kind of, the level is kind of just a big box, and yeah. you're kind of, like, spiraling down through it. They, they yeah, even you have go, a you go all the way up, and then all the way to the right, and then down, and then left, and then down, and then right, and then up, and... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's one that's literally a door maze. <laughs> But it's not that bad of a door maze that, because yeah. the ones that are like dead ends just lead to power ups, and it's like oh, okay, I'm I'm okay to have that. And it's only one; it's usually just that one screen. Yeah. So it's 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 not that bad. It's it's generally pretty linear. You can kind of like, you still have to kind of guess which path goes forward. But if you're wrong, it leads to something that you want, and then you can just backtrack and take the other door. So it's not too bad. You never and get like looped around. There are there are three keys to collect. There are three keys to collect in stages specifically two, three, and six. Yes. And you have or, to collect those. It might be five, actually. I don't remember. Or is it? Maybe it's six. Right. It's oh, six. Okay. I remember. Because okay. it's it's the last stage. Ah, gotcha. And I actually looked up a, I actually looked up a, not a guide necessarily, but I looked up like, okay, where are the keys? Like, I didn't okay. look up like specifically how to get them. Sure, you just wanted to know where they were. Because you, like, you can't yeah, miss it. As this was an arcade game, it's very or it's an old game anyways. So if you miss the key, you have to play through the game again, which right, wouldn't really right. be that bad if you weren't, you know, if you weren't sort of trying to beat it um, relatively efficiently, since it's, you know, a weekly game podcast. Right. Because it's only an hour to play through the game. Right, exactly. Yeah, and also streaming. Like, right. People are people are interested in seeing the game once, maybe not two or three times. I'm not speedrunning it. Yeah, well, thankfully, the keys are pretty much on. You don't have to go. You don't have to do anything too wild to, to yeah. find the keys. If you are if you are exploring the stage and actually trying to find stuff, you'll find the keys. Like literally the first key is just in a, a door that you walk across on your path. And then yeah. the one of the keys is within the door maze. Yep. And then I think the other key was it was it behind the ghost door. <laughs> it was behind the ghost door. <laughs> Boy, that's one of the most bizarre things in the whole game in a game that is full of bizarre things <laughs> is like the <laughs> the last stage. You get this little cutscene that shows like the word ghost spray painted on a wall, like a brick wall or something, a brick wall. And your reaction is to look at that and be like, what's this? Some kind of code? <laughs> yeah. It's like the idea that you would see someone wrote the word ghost on a wall in spray paint and think it's a secret code and not just the word ghost <laughs> is like, that's some deus ex machina shit right there. Hey, he had a premonition, okay? It's there like for five stages, you as a ghost have been terrorizing Everyone in this syndicate and then you find the home base and you see the word ghost written down and your first thought is like, this must be a secret code and definitely not a reference to the fact that they figured out that a ghost is wreaking havoc on them. Maybe only ghosts can see that. Maybe it's like ghost code. Like, you know how in, in, in this, the, the, the Souls games, there's like the, the messages that people can leave behind. Maybe maybe this is not the first time the doctor's daughter has been kidnapped and other ghosts are now leaving trails for you to to discover because the doctor is actually the evil person. <laughs> you know, I guess we'll never know. 
it's not even really his daughter it's just some random girl that he that like it's it's always a different girl that uh gets kidnapped wait you're describing battle golfer yui <laughs> oh right right i god <laughs> well thankfully the ending to this wasn't nearly as extreme <laughs> it was similar though it was true especially if you get the bad ending it's super depressing well in either case the entire city blows up Oh, I guess it does, doesn't it? Yes. I, I I guess I pictured that maybe just being like the bad guy bad guy's base, but it is pretty huge. <laughs> it's several si- it's several it's skyscrapers. Several yeah, no, you're not wrong. So yeah. like, you know, you could argue that it's like a Wiley castle or something, but like that's not what it looks like. It looks like an entire city being wiped off the map. <laughs> so arguably, actually pretty close to Battle Golf for Yui. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, so so the last stage has this really great mechanic where there are random letters sprinkled throughout the second half yeah, of the like stage. Yeah, like platforms. Like just, 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 just platform letters and you you jump on it and then the, the letter appears at the bottom of the screen. And, and when you spell out ghost, you can go to the ghost door, which now opens. And inside the ghost door is the last key that you need. So I guess my, my even, my prospect of it being something that previous ghosts have helped you with doesn't even fit because the key to unlock the girls in it, which means that the they had to put it there. Yep. Like the bad guys had to put it there. So no, it's it's just really poor point. It's just a classic villain move where where uh you, you leave a, a nice series of breadcrumbs to to defeat them. It's like imagine imagine the way this plays out in that in that villain base where it's like, hey, I need to get in the key door. Can you guys go hit all the, can you guys all hit all the ghost letters so I can get into, so I can get into the door and check on the key? Yeah, it's or, like living like, in the Resident Evil mansion. <laughs> and it's like, you get there and the door, like the letters that are lit up say like, goat. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, damn it, Jimmy, did you forget to hit the S? <laughs> it's like, this is just like the normal everyday things that happen in this completely unnamed crime syndicate <laughs> that's just walking around murdering the boyfriend yes <laughs> like they didn't need to murder you they literally didn't you had no and and honestly had they not things would have gone much better for them yeah because your yeah. uh your regular powers were like not even good enough to stop a kidnapping by a couple of dudes in the street yeah, your regular power of being a 15-year-old, which I suppose makes you 30 in Japan. In well, it makes you 30 and also have superpowers most of yes. the time yeah, if you're, true, if true, you're true. an anime protagonist. But like <laughs> in this case, your, your 15-year-old anime protagonist superpowers come from being dead. So you're basically Yusuke Urameshi. <laughs> Avenging spirit is Yu Yu Hakusho confirmed. <laughs> I think... It's really great too because you know the spirit knows the, this this young lad knows that he's that possessing people isn't nice because when he opens the three locked door to get the girl he's like I'm so sorry but this is the only way we can proceed now. Yep. Um and then then goes to possess the girl which she freaks out more than almost everyone else that you've possessed. Yep. Uh but then she busts out of the ropes and has a she just becomes the most And badass suddenly character. she's zero suit Samus. She's so amazing. <laughs> Which is kind of cool, <laughs> like that they that they had the the girl be not just the person you rescue, 
she also becomes the the, the strongest vessel in the game. For she Ghost becomes Man. the person you wish you were using for the entire game. Yeah, yeah, because you get to do one boss. You get to walk through and kill some enemies, and then do one very strange boss fight against like a mix of it's like a Doctor Robotnik kind of. Yeah, you know what it reminded me of is that goofy robot at the end of Trip World. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. That's what it made me think of, where it's like, this thing is supposed to be threatening, but it just kind of looks like googly-eye goofiness. <laughs> yeah, well, and then the guy is ri- driving around in it. Yeah, like Dr. Wily. Yeah. Like, yeah. exactly like Dr. Wily. Um, and we've also never seen him. We don't know what his name is. We don't know what the syndicate's name is. All you, we know is they want the ghost research. You see, you the see game the introduces them as gangsters. Yeah, period. you see him in a chair one time with with his with his gangsters next to him, like yeah. in the opening cutscene where he's like, "Yeah, the gangsters want my ghost research." That's literally all you get. And then with the good ending, the 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 girl who's just the girl stands on a cliff overlooking the ocean and you're like I'm sorry I have to go yeah like I'm lucky to have to have uh had the chance to like meet you or come back and I guess live inside save you, for a you I guess I don't know um and then it just ends and that's how you get the credits it's actually a really pretty animation sequence on the game boy though it honestly really is yeah and honestly the you know the they could have gone for the sappy ending where it's like your good deeds have brought you back to life, but actually they went for kind of the bittersweet ending where it's no, like, I fulfilled my purpose and I'm dead. So I they, have to they, go now. They drop you. They, they drop the, was this a dream? <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> but that's the I, only way you get the credits. If you get, the I think ending. that, I think that it was, was this a dream? I think it's more like, if he's fading into existence, like his is no, I, I, I interpreted that as like her saying that where it's like, you know, oh. my, my time, my time, like having him like with Possess me. me, yeah, possessing me, having him with me one last time was like a, it was like a fleeting dream. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's, I, I don't think it was trying to do the whole everyone's stuck inside of a snow globe thing or whatever. Right. Um, it's Mario too. Right, right. But uh, but that's the only way you get the credits. A really, really nice cursive font is used for the credits as well. Uh, yeah, like for for all of it, like not like you expect it for like the end. But it's like think of like the really the most elaborate, like twirly, spinny cursive font you can think of for like a the end screen. The smoothest font you'll find on the Game Boy Color or Game by Boy. far. <laughs> it, is, it is. There are a lot of pixels in that font. But, like, imagine that, but, like, everything in the credits is written like that. Well, and they, they even do this very artsy thing where, like, the titles of the jobs, like, director is lowercase, but then the names are capitalized. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's just a good time. Honestly, the credits are silly, and you only see them if you get the three keys and save the girl. Yeah, so if you, you don't, if you don't get the three keys, like, the, the girl is locked at the, at, like, 80% of the way through the third stage. Or the, sorry, the last stage, the sixth stage. Mm, yeah. Um, And if you don't have all three keys from the previous stages, you don't get to unlock it. And then you can just go and beat the boss with like a normal possession thing. And it's way harder. Oh, yeah. Um, Like way, way harder. And um, then you get a totally different ending. That's, where that's... you sort of lament, like, you're like, oh, I hope she made it out okay. I wish I could have saved her. I wish and I then it kicks you back to the, the title screen. 
<laughs> I wish I didn't have to. And you still die, though. You still yeah. fade away. But you're just like really it's like it's just ultra sad because, you know, she died since, as you stated, multiple skyscrapers are blown up. Yeah, the entire the the entire area is just like like Castlevania crumbling. And and then, like you said, then, then that happens and you die. And it fades to black, and then it just goes to the title. You don't even get the, you don't get the credits. <laughs> you don't get the credits. You don't get the credits. Like for the you literally ending. didn't beat the game. Go again. <laughs> yeah. oh. I, I gotta say, this was a very pleasant surprise. As as a whole package, the whole experience of this was way more fun than I thought it was going to be. I, I honestly thought it was going to be a chore to yeah. to play through it. And yeah. honestly, like just because the box <clears throat> art was dumb. For a game that we literally elected to play because the box art was silly. Yeah. Or the the difference, the regional differences in box art were silly. Like, way better time than it had any right to be. Yeah. Like, the, the Jalico pedigree, like, it being a Game Boy game, and all of that implies with, in terms of, like, limited capabilities and whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. everything was stacked against it, and it turned out to be a super, super pleasant experience and also apparently this game is super expensive to buy oh oh because it's rare apparently so it's rare and like actually good (laughs) so people actually want it it's got it's got a lot going for it because it's a decent jellico or i mean it's actually a good i will i would go so far as to say this is good maybe it's not i think it's a must play but this is a this is a a good video game and it's made by jellico largely uh, because it is largely because it is short true Um, if it was any longer i think it would start to wear thin i could be i could be convinced to play this again Mm -hmm. yeah well like if you were just playing through it casually and you missed a key i would i would play through it again if i was a kid and i had this game i definitely would absolutely like every car trip there's no doubt in my mind this would have been a game i played all the time uh because it's it's got kind of that uh, Kirby vibe to it where it doesn't punish you too hard for mistakes and stuff like you, you you can die on a stage you just you just try again it's no big deal yeah you just continue yeah. there was an eBay auction for um there's an eBay auction for the US version of Avenging Spirit that ended on February 11th which was about a month and a half ago uh it sold for $180 and it's just the cartridge sweet Christ and the cartridge okay. doesn't look to be in like great condition <laughs> My God, a complete set is probably like $600, $700 or more. I can't really find one, but I'm just Let's kind see, of like... Was, there's like a game selling website. This, this one's listed at $214. they are going for like 200 bucks, and it's just the cart. That's nuts. In like okay condition. There, there is, I think it's called, is it price charting? Maybe it's price charting. Let me see. Yeah, this, this website's really nice. It's, it's pricecharting.com. Um, Avenging spirit let's see let's see let's see let's see game boy complete in box 430 bucks it looks like right now and not a not a great deal more than the, the pal uh, one is worth 800 oh interesting and if you have it new you get a thousand or two thousand do you though <laughs> are you sure you do okay let's see hold on hold on this is or a do must. you list it for that and then no one buys it? No, no, here, check it out. This is what's really cool about this website. Um, here, I'm, I linked you this, and I don't know what you're going to see, but when you click that, click at the bottom to CIB complete in box, sold the listings. It has a sold listing on the first of, or the, the January 7th of this year, where I guess it sold for $600. Uh-huh. 
so so somebody so yes in fact someone so yeah did. you do in fact what um, is with those weird spike that happened in 2016 i don't know most of like what's here you know this is really fun to see true to also the the insane prices of games going up like if you wanted this game back in 2010 you could have bought it for freaking ten dollars yeah <laughs> But now it's now it's hard to get it for less than 200. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really weird to see. This is also sort of a fun trip if you want if you have some games you think are worth something and you just type them in you're like, "Oh yeah, that's worth $500. Cool. I'm glad I bought Xenosaga." Yeah, right? <laughs> I think I have Xenosaga. Yeah, I do. Yeah, Xenosaga 3, especially if you have the lenticular cover is worth like 400 bucks. I definitely have don't one. have that. I have one and never played it. Yeah, I have I have I There's a lot of PS2 games that I have because I felt like I should have them, but ne then never played them. It's kind of oh, a yeah. whole thing. I get it, but it's it, it is sort of nuts to see the the skyrocket of pricing in the last uh, really really four years. I would say since 2018 is when they started to go up a lot across the board, and then a massive spike in the end, uh, right around the time COVID. Yeah, <laughs> there's like across the board. Um, something happened and you're right actually i it's 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 there is a big spike in 16 i wonder why i, I it's like one person just decided they were going to buy <laughs> this game for 250 dollars yeah, and then just... the next day it went the price went down to 40 <laughs> and that person was sad <laughs> i hope they don't know that's what i hope i guess yeah <laughs> so uh breaking news yes oh um I just got an email from the uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night Kickstarter. Oh, um, they've j they finally, after I don't know how many years, almost three now, uh, they have finally li the uh, announced the third playable character for Bloodstained. Wait, wait, wait! I think I I. Okay, I'll let you I'll let you say it because I, I think I know what you're talking about because I happened to be sifting through some articles earlier while we were talking. I just got this like 30 minutes ago. Okay. So is, unless... is it a weird crossover? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Please, please. Yeah. So they announced a while ago that the the last playable character, the third playable character that was promised in the Kickstarter would be a crossover character from a different game. And I was like, that's cool. They're working with Way Forward, and it's a Metroidvania. Maybe they'll do Shantae. That would be neat. No, the character they picked is not what you'd expect. No, it's not <laughs> what anyone would expect, because I haven't thought about this game in, like, ten years. Yeah, because it wasn't that interesting, at least for me, I didn't think. Mm. So, I guess our last character is Aurora from Child of Light? <laughs> sure. Sure, why not? And honestly, like, I feel like I might enjoy. I kind of want to. I don't I did not even like Child of Light very much, but I want to experience this. Yeah, I, I feel like I would like I'm more interested in playing this character in Bloodstained than I am in actually playing Child of Light. Yeah, I want to know. Also, the, the setting just feels super wrong. Yes. <laughs> like it just it's, it's completely dissonant. <laughs> Like so that's interesting <laughs> that is very i'm glad you shared it because because i i saw the thing i saw like the article talking about it when i was um i don't i had nintendo life open 
when we were t talking and at one point I just refreshed it for whatever reason and I saw that there and I I didn't I completely forgot about it and I'm so happy you 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 brought it up. I I have an email like a Kickstarter backer email here and I just like they have pictures of how of like of, <laughs> of her what it in looks the like. game. <laughs> and I oh, just does it look weird. Look Oh, hold on. Let me see. <laughs> oh my god, that picture's couldn't they couldn't have picked the most a perfect, a more perfect obscure comparing of things where it's like some giant creepy I don't remember what boss this is even. It's like um, the first boss. The first area. Oh, it's on, on the, the ship. ship. You're on the ship. Yeah, yeah, I see it now. Yep. It's it's <laughs> the big uh, it's the big water monster with the boobs. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I couldn't I it's funny because once once you said ship, I it all came back to me exactly as what what, yep. what the scene was. Um, and, and then she's just there in her little yellow dress with her very red hair, just kind of, you know, just a little kid. Yep. Hanging out as yep. she just gets spit at. <laughs> yeah. With like the, the, the cutting water jet laser right on her heels. Yeah. Hey, yeah, no, I'm going to play this actually. I, I have to, sh I'm going to show you another image now. Cause I'm curious after seeing that one, I, I went, I Googled back to the, the thing. This is on the Nintendo life page. What is that blue ball with the smiley face in the background? Uh, it looks like the avenging spirit icon from, you know, in Japan. <laughs> I'm not looking at what you're looking at. Oh, so I don't know. I, I put it into the, oh, I that. It into the chat. I, yeah, no, that is like, I don't, that's one of her powers, I guess. I don't know. Is that one of her new abilities? Like just makes a smiling spirit <laughs> and goes and what is going on? Uh, Aurora begins her adventure with the help of her trusted friend, igniculus and the directional light ray skill igniculus acts on his own and contemporarily slow down enemies or heal aurora with a flash of light light ray uses mp and shines in front of aurora enemies caught in the light lock on will suffer damage oh i, I hope you play this dean i would i don't really want to go back and play it but i would love to watch you play as aurora it seems like so with it comes out any... tomorrow does it really oh god i don't need more things to do arrives on the 31st march for pc playstation and xbox Dude, the Lost Judgment DLC just came out like two oh, days ago. Right. Yeah. And I haven't played that yet either. There's too job. much video game. <laughs> just quit your job, okay? <laughs> I, can't. I can't. I still have I'm student loans. I'm responsible. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. What a fun. That is a fun. That is a stupid and fun crossover that makes no sense. And I'm 100% here for it. I honestly like, so the thing with a lot of, um, a thing with a lot of the crossover characters in, well, not crossover characters, the, the bonus characters in like Igarashi Metroidvania games. Okay. It usually ends up being like, you have the, you have the main character that you go through the game and that's the one that all of the power-ups are for. for. Yeah. So like you go through the game normally with that character. And then there are two characters. And then there's like two characters that you unlock afterwards that just have all of the powers immediately. And you can play it in a more arcade style way. Yeah. And the, yeah. the, and the upgrades and the unlocks don't really work. Cause you just already have your powers. Mm -hmm. And Zangetsu was kind of like that. He was like, he was kind of playing in like Richter mode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where he kind of has all of the powers that he needs already. And you just go through and you're not really powering up. You're just kind of going through the game with the powers that you start with. Yeah, you basically get bonus life and stuff for killing bosses or something. Yeah. Like, so you can take an extra hit if you like. So the easier bosses are worth killing because it might help you survive a later boss if you're not uh, 
you know, playing the game perfectly or whatever. Right, right, right. So I don't know which of those, I don't know which of those uh, this is going to be. Well, so she starts with that power. So it sounds like she gets upgrades of some sort. I mean, it says like, you know, Johannes is on hand to help her increase her power by transmuting items she has found in chests or dropped by enemies throughout the game. Uh, she gains power by defeating enemies and absorbing shards. The grade of each ability can be improved by collecting more shards of the same type. And you can so level maybe up the this rank. Was, maybe this took so long, like three years to, to get finished because they're actually, it's a substantial character upgrade. Uh, I mean, like a, after, uh, okay, actually after defeating certain bosses, she will grow stronger and gain additional abilities as she ages. Wait, does is I don't remember Child of Light anymore. Is that is that game about is that actually a game about getting Is it about aging? Older? I don't know. I played I never played I, it. I played it when it very first came out and I don't remember a single thing about it other than that it didn't capture my attention as much as I thought it was going to. Each stage of her progression will add to her movement abilities and unlock previously inaccessible parts of the castle. Oh, holy shit. So it's it's literally just playing through the game again. It's literally just playing through the game again, possibly in a new way. Oh, okay. I'm super hype oh, about this now. I really want to see this now. Yeah, I was like, initially, I was like, oh, I don't, I, whatever, I don't really. That's know actually who that. why, like, I know Child of Light, but I'm not really excited about this. And now I'm like, this kind of feels like now this kind of feels like I'm just playing through like a remixed version of the game. Yeah, it's it's that's that's honestly why I ignored the headline when I read it because like, yeah, I don't care. I'm not gonna play anything new. Like, I'm not going to, I don't want to just play through the game as Richter, but it sounds like, no, this is really legitimate. Hey, here's a new way to play the game. Yeah, that's oh, kind of legit. Child of Light. Well, I honestly... cool. Now I've got another thing to take a bunch of time with. All I have to say is, is I, I would like to, I'd like to formally apologize to Dragon Quest Eleven because you're never going to play it. And it's it's looking real rough. No, no, no. It's not look. It's it is now in it is now into the category of that's cool. I'm glad I own it, but <laughs> I'm never gonna play. It. I still really want to play it, but like <laughs> the list of that, I still really want to play it is just getting bigger every day. Yeah, it's, it's and with every new thing that gets tossed onto it, Dragon Quest gets bumped down that list. If we're talking about streaming games, we have talked about <laughs> we we've talked about. Uh, Judgment DLC, that's going to be a few streams. Yeah. We've talked about um, going back to Symphony of, or Circle of, what the heck is called? Uh, <laughs> Ritual of, of the, just call it Bloodstained. Yeah, Bloodstained. Ritual of the Night Blood Moon Requiem. And <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's another couple of streams. Um, we've talked about a Game Gear game a little bit, which will be a few, at least two streams. Mm -hmm. and and uh we might play the, i might play light crusader for next week yep yep that's it that's that's another so my point is is no it's okay dragon quest it, it can forever be a game series that you know is there and you'd probably enjoy it to a degree but it just it's just not happening in this lifetime <laughs> it's just like it's so hard to commit to playing a hundred hour rpg <laughs> it just really is it's just that's just them's the breaks man them's the breaks